to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill. It's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf here in my basement, Shilka Padia and his, Zach Berman in uh, wherever he is, whatever luxurious part of his uh, mansion he's set up in. Where are you, Zach? <laughs> I am in uh, my office here and excited for this podcast. All right. Well, uh, Shilka, everybody wants to know how you're doing. Zach, taking, what, a, what? taking a swig there? What do we got? No, that wasn't me. Who was that? Was that Zach? <laughs> that was me. Yeah, I, had, uh, I took Sounds a... like you're drinking from the ocean. That was a loud swig. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, it's a water bottle. I apologize. Mm. This is All my... Right. Uh, my wife has been making fun of me because when I wake up in the morning, I have the water bottle next to the bed, and she says every morning I wake up, and I just do what Zach just did. I don't know if my mouth gets very dry at night, but I just uh, chug that bad boy, so... Uh, yeah, how am I doing? I would say I'm one for two today. I, I feel uh, I feel okay about the parenting. Uh, very unproductive on the work end. So usually, you know, mm. every day you look at those two categories. I've got a lot of O for twos. Uh, you want to avoid those. I, I think I said early uh, in our podcast, Life Bo, I had what, what was my line? Failing, failing on the job and failing at home, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so something like that. You, yeah. you, you have some of the, some of those days, uh, the two for twos. I mean, those are very, very hard to come the by. The two I for feel. twos are very hard to, to yeah. come by these days, I would and say. I, and I feel like usually I definitely have more one for twos where I feel good about the work product over the uh, dad product. So this was uh, the opposite today. So I guess that that's good and bad. That's good. I feel like Zach is uh, – I feel like there are more categories he's trying to fill in a day than two. Is that fair to, fair to guess? You're looking to go like 12 for 12? <laughs> Uh, it depends how how much you subdivide them, but uh, sure, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different elements you want to attack with enthusiasm. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, so we've got some Eagles stuff to talk about um, today on the show. We'll talk about hearing from Carson Wentz for the first time since he was knocked out of the game by Jadavion Clowney. We'll talk a little bit about the state of the uh, Eagles roster as it stands, and you know, were we were we too harsh along the way? What's the deal with this Jason Peters talk? Uh, but before we do that, I want to I want to flip things a little bit today. We're going to open with the game, okay? Because it is it is Cinco de Mayo, so we're going to play a little Cinco de Flyo. You guys ready? Sure. Yes. Uh, okay. Shield sounds very excited. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, you're familiar with uh, like a like a name that tune uh, sort of like betting game thing where uh, I'm going to tell you there are like. 10 different things, and you're going to go back and forth wagering on how many you think you can name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm familiar with this. We've uh, got this. And then yeah. the point system will be if you get it correct, you get as many points as things you named. And if you get it wrong, the other person will get five points since it's all Cinco, uh, Cinco related. 
I love this. I'm just going to let Zach answer all the questions. This I think is my kind of be, game. Let's could be make a good strategy this, for yeah, you. Let, let's go with this uh, <laughs> format for every game going forward. All right. Uh, these are, because it is Cinco, these are all Donovan McNabb-related categories. Okay, we've got five categories. We are going to start with the uh, receivers with the Eagles, who Donovan McNabb threw the most touchdown passes to. There are... 13 receivers in the top 10 because there are a few guys tied at the bottom. How many of the 13 do you think you can name, Zach, you can open the bidding? And when you say receivers, is is that anyone who catches the ball yes. or is it wide receivers? Oh, yes. I'm glad this you clarified. I was thinking this includes, wide receivers. This includes anybody, the, the, the 13 people who caught the most touchdown passes from Donovan McNabb. Okay, so I would have to say... Right. You, I mean, you, you, no, 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 no
The yeah. other person gets five points. Gets if you five. do okay. get it, you get as many points as you name. Okay, yeah. I like you that. Know, All right, I, so I pulled out Greg Lewis too soon. There's a gosh, Greg Lewis Man. only five. That's a, a bit of a surprise. Okay. Now you were right not to go Macklin. Macklin only had four. Yeah. He would not have made yeah. it. Uh, it looks like the ones you missed are. When was the, uh? Hold on. Hold, when when oh, was yeah. uh? When was a Jason Avant? Is am I going too late there? Avant is also just outside. He's at okay. Five. Five. I'm thinking. Uh, can I name other guys? It, uh, sure, if you want to. Or, or Jeff Sheila, Thomason. Sheila should get. Is there a Jeff, Jeff Thomason, Thomason? Is tied for tied for tenth. Nice job. Okay. Oh, that's All a good right. one. I was uh, I was debating uh, Reggie Brown and 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 Brent Selleck in there as well. I was Reggie say Brown Selleck. and Brent Selleck are both in there. Okay. Uh, Reggie Brown's actually highly up, and then the the other one I believe is Kevin Curtis. Oh, okay. he had the thousand yard season yeah. in the uh, yeah. in the Frankfurt yeah. uh, Yellow Jackets uniform, right? That that. Uh, is ring a bell? Oh, that's to me? right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. We move on to the next one. Uh, 16 how playoff many rounds games. Are, how many rounds there are, are five, there? There are five rounds. Okay. There are five rounds. Sorry. Everything is Cinco. Okay. Okay. Uh, the second round, there are 13, or there were 16 playoff games that Donovan McNabb played in, but there were 13 different opposing starting quarterbacks in those 16 games. How many of the 13 opposing quarterbacks in a playoff game? For Donovan McNabb, can you name Sheil? You get to open the bidding this time. 13 opposing quarterbacks, huh? Uh, I will say I could do seven. Oh, I, I can do ten. Oh, he just big you. He big beaked you. <laughs> He can do Is that what you said the first time, by the way? Or <laughs> I might have not. Let's pretend I said Big B. Um, well, yeah, because, you know, it's it's like if you just go year by year, you know the opponents. See, so, I'm not I'm not good with my years. Gotcha. Uh, all right. All right. I will say I can do uh, I can do 11. Just okay. To see. Are, are you going to do 12, Zach? Let's see. Um, you came in with the you came in with a yeah, lot of bravado. Yeah, yeah. Scared money don't make money, right? Oh. right. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go twelve go, here. I I'll like go it. ahead. Go wait, ahead. Wait, but Shio, but Shio, if, if you want to do this, Shio, I, 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 I'll, I'll stick a ten. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It's a very if, Zach. Uh, you you should you, know you by now it. that I you should know by now that I absolutely do not want to do any of this. So uh, <laughs> you don't you don't have to worry about that. Uh, go ahead, do twelve. So. So in 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 year one, um, they they played against Tampa Bay and they played against the Giants. Um, but you know what? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go year two because I'm not positive. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, no, I just don't want to get it wrong. Like I, I, right, I have I it in it. my head. You. Yeah. Okay. So year uh, year two. Well, well, they lost to the Rams, um, and and that was uh, that you know in the NFC Championship game. That was Kurt Warner. That's correct. Okay. Um, they beat Chicago. That was when Hugh Douglas decked Jim Miller. That's correct. Okay, and 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 they 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 beat Tampa that year. Um, but again, like it's that weird Tampa mm. era where you don't know if it's Trent Dilfer or Sean King or uh, um. All right, so I'm going to hold off on Tampa then because I I know the following year when Tampa beat them the the, the close out the link. Um, uh, that was, uh, that was Brad Johnson. That's correct. Three for and three then, so far. And, uh, and then the Falcons was Michael Vick. Correct. Um, so now, um, all right. So now let's do the Super Bowl year. Obviously the Patriots, they, was, was Brady. The Falcons was Vick. 
I already said Vic. You already said Vic. And and they um they played the Vikings in that first game. I believe that was still Culpepper. Are you saying Culpepper? I'm going Culpepper. That's correct. Okay. That's six so far. So wait, so so where am I now? I'm I'm in um they didn't make the playoffs the following year. Um that the year after that was was Garcia, right? Um so Alright, I'm I'm gonna fast forward to the end of Big Nabs because now I'm in these middle years I'm I'm not like positive on um, so I'll, I'll work my way back. I'm sorry. I'm thinking out, out, out loud here. The, uh, what else are we going to do? <laughs> the, the, the last game was Dallas and, 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 and that was, uh, Tony Romo. Correct. Um, there was, uh, the year before that they, they beat the giants up there. That was a really good giants team. That was the year, uh, Plaxico shot himself, I believe. Um, and, and, uh, that was Eli, obviously. That's correct. That's eight. You need four more. Um, they lost Arizona and Arizona was Kurt Warner, but we already said Kurt Warner. So that Kurt Warner doesn't count, right? Correct. Um, I'm missing the, oh, I'm, I, I jumped ahead. I, I missed the year that they lost to Carolina in the championship, in the conference championship game. So the year before the Super Bowl, and that was Jake Del Home. Mm-hmm. And the fourth and twenty-six game preceded that, uh, so that was Brett Favre. Very good um, job working that out. That's ten. Okay, um, shoot. So now I, I just need to hit my. I need to hit on Tampa Bay. Uh, those first two Tampa. Um, it's either Dilfer or Sean King. Uh, shoot. Wait, how so many I has remember- he named so far? He has named ten. He needs two more. There are three more. So okay. I I recall, shoot, oh man, it's it's Dilfer or Sean King. Um, I, I'm gonna go Dilfer. The answer is Sean King. Oh jeez! <laughs> A ten nothing lead for Shield. The answers were Sean King. The other one from that first year was against the Giants. That was Kerry Collins. Mm. And then you also missed the Vikings wildcard game from the 08 season. Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson, that's correct. Jeez. Oh, man. This is like a win-win. Zach is impressing with his knowledge, but I'm, uh, exactly. uh, I'm tearing you're, it up on the you're scoreboard. The yeah. Yeah, I'm getting exactly. slaughtered. I, I feel like Shields, that guy in the Jordan documentary, you know, who wins in quarters and, and Jordan, <laughs> yeah. you know, does the shrug. There was oh, a great story about him on Jordan the... material. No, 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 no. There was a great <laughs> story on the athletic, the by the way, by uh, by by Matt Fortuna. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. On on that security guard, it was, it was really well done. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, okay, next up, uh, the third category. We have uh, of the from 1999 to 2009, the Donovan McNabb era in Philadelphia. Other than Donovan McNabb, there were 18 different players who threw at least one pass for the oh, Eagles wow. in the regular season. How many of the 18 players do you think you can name? Zach, you, it's your turn to open the, build, the bidding. I want to go one fewer than Shield. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say nine. 
Oh, that's a, oh, that's a, it's still a heavy bet. Oh, that's, you, that's my 50%. man. That's 50%. <laughs> no way. Seriously? I, I'm not taking 10. You're taking name 10? <laughs> I don't even remember what I ate for breakfast. I can't name Just, 10 guys. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were 10 quarterbacks during that period. Okay. Well, let's hear them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Can I go six so Shield can jump in here? No, I'm no, sorry. No. I'm sorry. No, no way. You got. You could have. You could have started a two if you wanted. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Doug Peterson, obviously. Uh, that's correct. Um. You have to get nine. Okay. Uh, Coy Detmer. Correct. AJ Feely. Correct. Uh, Kevin Cobb. Correct. Jeff Garcia. Correct. That's five. Michael uh, Michael Vick. That's correct. Um, Mike McMahon. That's correct. Seven. Two more. Jeez. So I don't know if there were ten quarterbacks. Uh, there, there's got to be a quarterback I'm missing here. Um, I don't want to pull out Andy Hall because I don't know if Andy Hall took a pass attempt in a uh, in a regular season game. You're not. doing a good job at the like name a guy without naming the guy. <laughs> I like that. Well, I'm I'm, I'm thinking out trip. loud here, you know. Um, um, uh, all right, so I'm I'm gonna go with some trick plays here. Um, Brian Westbrook. That's correct. You only need one more. I need one more. Um, there's got to be like a fake punt in there, right? Uh, so the punter. I don't want to throw out like Dirk Johnson or Sean Montana <laughs> right now. Um, is there a wide is there a wide receiver who threw a pass? Ah, uh, jeez. Um, Nine was uh, a very good because this is like a very good uh, level. Go ahead. I'll, I'll go Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley did not <laughs> throw a pass. <laughs> I've got some guesses. Okay, let's see what you got. Uh, wait, he said Westbrook, right? He said Westbrook. Uh, he didn't say Ty Detmer, did he? He did not say Ty Detmer. He said Ty Coy Detmer De- is, but Ty is not on the list. But yeah, oh, Ty, said, oh, yeah said, Ty was before Andy's era. Ty was Ray oh, Rhodes' era. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. oh yeah, that, oh that's right. All right. Well, that would have been. How about James Thrash? He had to have thrown a pass. James Thrash did not throw a pass. Oh, how about Freddie Mitchell? He had to have thrown one. Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell threw three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, the only quarterback you missed, Zach, was Jeff Blake. Ah, uh, yeah, I should have gotten 2004. that. One. That was the Super Bowl uh, year. Yeah, that yeah, was the Super Bowl year. The others: Brian Mitchell, Freddie Mitchell. You said Torrance Small, Dorsey Levens, and then uh, the five players who threw one pass: David Akers. You could have said him. Mm-hmm. Mike Bartram, Hank Basket, Deshaun Jackson, and Greg Lewis. Mm. Fifteen so no, point lead. <laughs> so, for Shield. so no punter. So uh, okay. wait, so in 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 each of these, have I gotten to like one left in all yeah. three times? I this think the other one you were, you were two you were two away. Okay. Yeah, this is a master's so, so I, class yeah. in uh, game theory and negotiation <laughs> by me. Our loyal listener uh, Dennis will would be very happy with me. I think that's right. Uh, this is I'm, I'm going to save the one that is going to give Zach a chance to uh, to come all the way back for last. So this is the uh, most esoteric of them. This is the 11 players who Donovan McNabb threw a touchdown pass to after the Eagles. So in his season split between Washington and Minnesota, there are 11 players. How many can you name, Sheila? You get to open the bidding. (laughs) Uh, How many are there? There are 11. 
11. One year in Washington, one year in Minnesota. Washington and Minnesota. Uh, I think I can do two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going game theory here. I'm going to say one because I I I, I want to. You mean you say you're, you're telling you're telling Shield That's, to name that loon? This yes. is ba- this is bad game theory, Zach. Don't you understand? I'm up fifteen nothing. If you if I fail on both these, oh, you, geez, you right. lose fifteen okay. to yeah. ten. Yeah, so All you right. gotta so go I, big. So I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. You can make uh, him name it. And then if he can't do it, you're, it's it's fifteen ten, and there's going to okay, be a chance for you to come back. Okay, then it goes into the last one. Okay, yeah. all right. So I got a name too. All Shields right. got a name too. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will say uh, Chris Cooley. I wasn't even listening. Chris Cooley is correct. And I oh. will say Santana Moss. That is correct. Shields right. takes a seventeen nothing right. lead. Now that was still good game theory because the uh, the risk reward he could have got five points to your you only you were only getting two points. Uh, well, you don't right. know. You don't. You don't know that I wasn't going to come back if he would have said three. I might have well, gone four. Uh, I will quickly go through the others: Anthony Armstrong, Keelan Williams, Ryan Terrain, Daryl Young, Fred Davis, Logan Paulson, Michael Jenkins, Vasante Shanko, and oh Devin Aramashadu. Oh my gosh! Two was a brilliant two thing was by really me. Good. I yeah. had no chance at three. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You had no All chance. Right. Maybe maybe you could have snuck in Fred Davis. Like maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty six. Well, uh, did he wear eighty six? I don't know. Oh, okay. All so right. the co- the Coach Flynn Zeburn bonding continues. Well, here we go, because <laughs> okay. this is how we close it out and, so and seventeen this, nothing, right? If if seventeen nothing and if Zach can do this, he will deserve the victory. All right. So uh, Zach's gotta get eighteen points on this bad boy. <laughs> Zach's gotta me. get eighteen points. Donovan McNabb, of course, was the second overall pick in the 1999 draft. There were 31 first-round picks that year, not including Donovan McNabb. How many of the other 30 first-round picks in the 1999 draft can you name? Oh, man. I can't get 18. <laughs> um, but i, I got to say 18, If you can right? get 18, you, like... <laughs> I, okay. I don't know what you can. You don't. Right. Ever, you, don't so you don't have to write for the rest of the hold month. Hold on, I still get to bid here. You're yeah, bidding. Zach gets You're... to go. Zach gets to bid first. It's Zach's turn uh, to bid first. I'm gonna say 18. Well, listen, maybe it's because I've been watching this Jordan doc, but I feel like I've mm. got to be cutthroat here, and so I'll say <laughs> I'll say 19 because if right, I don't I'm going get 20. it. All right, I'm okay. going 20 then. I'm trying to win. I'm playing to win. What happens if we both, uh, if we, I guess it would go to, so I could actually win this because then I could bid 21 and it's over. Is that, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, you uh, could bid, thir- I mean, you could bid 30 if you want. And yeah. you can, oh, it, keep, that would oh be, it keeps that going. That would be dormy, yeah. Oh, wait, all right, wait, but if, wait, so, <laughs> wait, so if Shield goes 19 and he, and, wait, so Shield put 19 on the table, right? And yeah, if, he, but, if he doesn't get yeah. it, I get all 19 points. If, if no, Shield wins the bidding, five. he can't, you get he can't five. lose. Yeah, you only get five. I, I get all right, I'll uh, let okay. you. I, no, let, let's let you, I'll let you do it at twenty. Go ahead, do it at twenty. I, I, I'm not getting <laughs> but uh, all right. So, so the quarterbacks: Tim Couch, yeah. uh, uh, Cade McCann, uh, Cade McNown, uh, Smith, correct, uh, Dante Culpepper. Um, That's the, four. That was a quarterback class, and then you need the running backs in there: Ricky Williams and Edger and James. Um. Uh, Champ Bailey was in there because that was the Ricky That's Williams correct. trade. Um, there was all right, so those are the easy ones. Um, That's seven. You're on your way. Uh, I'm not getting this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ninety nine. 
right? 99. Didn't you think, um, didn't you think there was at least a chance, Shield, that, that Zach knew like all 30 of them off the top so, of his head? Uh, Javon yeah, Curse yeah, was, was 99. Javon, <laughs> um, uh, Javon Curse was, 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 was 1999. That's correct. Um, trying to think what teams were good that year. So that was uh, the Super Bowl. Maybe champions. later in the show, I'll tell the, the Javon Curse story that's uh, told about his time in Philadelphia. Um, that sounds like a good tease. The Super Bowl the year before was uh, was the Broncos and the Falcons, so they were the last two picks. Um, so I'm going with uh, Al Wilson for the Broncos. Um, is that right? Um, Al Wilson was the last pick of the first round. Nicely. Wow. <laughs> But I don't hell? know. I don't know who the Falcons. <laughs> I don't know who the Falcons took that year. Um, shoot. All right. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like this is bad radio for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're almost uh, yeah. twenty-five minutes in. So if you don't, <laughs> um, if, if you don't have it, then uh... um, Tory Holt was that year. That's correct. Uh, yeah, I'm, I might, I might throw in the towel. Um, wait, wait, wait. A valiant wait, effort. Yeah. The Eagles needed wide receivers that year because they. Uh, so, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm throwing in my towel. I'm I'm sorry. A valiant effort. I, wish, I won't go through yeah. all the rest. Uh, the the highlights may be David Boston, uh, Chris McAllister, Damian Woody, Antoine Winfield, and uh, Patrick Kearney. That was the Falcons' pick, Patrick Kearney, local guy, there you UVA. Go. There you go. Yeah. No, if you congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Now, if you're if you're bored in the house, if you don't have these great games to play, you know you're bored in the house. Why not spend some time on yourself? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you're well groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving, thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. While you are probably looking for new things to do at home, why not make manscaping part of your routine? Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. One word. It's not about the calls. That's not, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Uh, Zach, I believe you had a story uh, to tell here? No. Uh, I would sponsor say that. Yeah, no, they, they sent a, uh, a nice package, a nice gift package in the mm. mail. Um, for us, no, no, right. uh, to, and, uh, and I just, I wasn't expecting a package that day. And so, uh, my wife and we opened it up and, <laughs> uh, and it was like, it was like, what did you order here? And I said, no, this was, this was sent to me. It's, it's really not that funny of a story, but, um, you guys wanted me to save it for the pod. 
That's outstanding package. Really, I mean, they really <laughs> yeah, said, that's what they're all. That's what they're all saying about yeah. Zach these days. That's right. They sent the uh, they sent the goods. So I, I opened mm. it up for sure, and uh, it was funny. I was walking outside just as the uh, FedEx guy was coming to uh, drop it off, and you know, so he, he's uh, a nice a guy. Very friendly. He said, uh, drop this off right here. No, he didn't, he didn't uh, judge or give anything at all. I said, yeah, right there, my man. He, he, he probably uses the product as well. There you go. Okay. Uh, Zach, we had a chance to talk to uh, Carson Wentz yesterday. Tell us what you. I mean, uh, I was there too. What I you, th- you didn't see me on the Zoom call or something? Yeah, well, you didn't. You didn't participate in the yes, uh, beat did. back what and forth. What are you talking about? I asked oh. a question in the, in the beat back and forth. Oh. You know, okay. you were too good for us. So well. I'm not going to start with you. You can jump in, but yeah, but you, know, you said Zach, Zach has to take the lead. Yeah, but you said Zach. We were on the call as if I was. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, you know? Zach and I were on the call. Okay. I didn't say Sheil wasn't on the call. Very uh, always uh, exclusionary. Okay, mm. go ahead. <laughs> uh, so in any event, uh, Carson Wentz spoke to reporters for the first time uh, since before the playoff game. I, I don't want to say he spoke publicly for the first time because he did speak at Liberty University, as we all remember. That's right. Um, I wonder but, if he's uh, going back like all the rest of their students. But he, he, uh, he, he spoke to reporters, so there were a lot of questions naturally about the Jalen Hurts pick. And he, he was diplomatic about it. Uh, he, he said he did not have an issue with the pick. He said that the organization, um, kind of clued him in to the fact that it, it might be coming. And I, I think the, the, the biggest quote, the, the best quote was, was he said, if he, if he doubted the organization now, uh, he would really be doubting himself because he, because they made a commitment into him and he, he committed to them with that contract a year ago. And, and so, he he really created the impression that 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 they're in lockstep and and it's it's uh it's probably fair you know I I don't think Carson feels threatened right now you know you can like you can argue that that maybe he he wants more help at wide receiver and that's a segue to the fact that that question did come up and he he said he's real excited for the group that they added um you know and he emphasized speed and explosiveness and that really seems to be the two buzzwords from the Eagles when it comes to their offensive additions, because uh, you know that's that is what they've emphasized. Uh, and then he he spoke about the hit that ended his his uh, his first postseason start. He said it, it was it was frustrating, but he didn't give any kind of um, ammunition for for the uh, fan base that is. Uh, uh, up in arms about Clowney's hit. And I mean, then, is anybody still up in arms about it? Yes. Yeah. I, I think if you, well, I think if you put on the morning show on WIP, they're, mm-hmm. they're still up in arms about it. But, uh, I mean, I don't know if I like, still, still today, but, but, but that was a talking point for a few sure. months. And the fact that it came up in the, in the conference call yesterday, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think that shows that, uh, you want to hear what Carson had to say about it. So, Shield, what was your big takeaway, Mister uh, Mister National lurking in the shadows? I mean, lurking in the shadows. I'm more interested in what you. I'm more interested in what you thought of the uh, uh, the diorama of uh, getting to see. Like all the Eagles beat reporters in their their home backgrounds with the well, with you their guys told on. me it was uh, yeah going to be a video call, so I threw on my uh, athletic um, 
my a- athletic uh, crew neck sweatshirt here so that I was uh, dressed appropriately. I had I hadn't shaved in a while, but uh, then Carson Wentz is. Uh, Something with his Wi-Fi, and he didn't want to, it wasn't going to be a video call. So then I turned my video off. I didn't know why other people left their video on after they said it's not going to be these people, yeah, it, a it, video yeah. call. But uh, I like seeing it. I like seeing everybody there in their uh, in their natural habitats. Um, I don't know. It like like you mentioned, I I stepped away from <laughs> having to write about it because I didn't think it was very. Uh, I thought yeah. my time was better spent doing something else because not a lot came out of it. Not that it's not uh, noteworthy or newsworthy when uh, Carson Wentz speaks here especially after the pick. You know, I guess the one, uh, you know, interesting thing you could say was when he was asked about the possibility of a Jalen Hurts uh, package where Jalen Hurts comes onto the field. So this uh, is a different package than the Manscaped package. Correct. Uh, for maybe five, uh, you know, five snaps a game. Who knows whether that's going to happen or not. But, um, you know, I thought he gave a pretty diplomatic answer there saying, you know, uh, whatever's best to kind of help the team. But I am a competitive guy. I want the ball in my hands. And then he said, I would just say, we'll see, as in, listen, yes. that might not be happening. So just, uh, you know, you can write your stories now, but uh, that might not be a big part of the offense. So that is uh, kind of a to-be-determined type thing that we'll see what happens whenever they return to the practice fields. I thought that was a good, uh, like, read between the lines, if you want, that that uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be a big part of the offense. And I think it's probably fair that he's not, you know, he is not... Um, feeling like someone's coming for his job which is probably right but that was never that that was never the problem it, it's not about whether Carson thinks someone's coming for his job it's more about you know the locker room dynamic and and what people say around him uh, but the other the other thing that I thought was at least if anything a good practice line was the thing about you know if I question what the Eagles do now if I question Howie that's sort of like questioning myself for signing last year which is a is a, it, at the very least a good PR line I thought yeah, but not altogether true because as we definitely discussed, not. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, yeah, the Eagles should have done that deal really regardless because even if you do have doubts about the guy, uh, that's a good asset to keep. And you would, you know, even if Carson Wentz, let's say he didn't play great this year, I mean, he's a tradable, uh, he's a tradable asset. He's a young quarterback with an MVP type ceiling. So the Eagles could do that deal while still having uh, questions about him. Again, I think this was more about they thought Jalen Hurts was a Russell Wilson. Wilson type prospect or whatever other quarterback you want to mention. They thought his ceiling was that high and that's why that they made this pick. But uh, certainly, you know, that statement that I just made is connected directly to, uh, to Carson Wentz's future. But yeah, no, I thought he handled it as you would kind of expect him to handle it. I think he's a competitive guy where, you know, if he is hearing buzz about uh, Hertz potentially taking over at some, some point, I mean, I don't think he needs extra motivation, but uh, I do think, think he's someone who that would even fire him up even uh, a little bit more. So I don't think this is going to really have any type of negative impact on him unless they get to the point where he gets injured for four games and Jalen Hurts comes in and lights it up, or they're trying to install this Jalen Hurts package and taking him out of the game. Those are the types of things I could see him being obviously frustrated with. What'd you make of him doing the conference call uh, with a one week old? Well, I think he wanted to get his uh, foundation stuff out there, right? Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, they're doing, you know, some some work, the AO1 Foundation, to um, obviously help people uh, during the pandemic, which is, uh, is, you know, uh, certainly a nice job by him. So I think he wanted to get that message out there and then uh, answer some questions. 
Heck of a job, Brownie. All right. He's also, he's also uh, to be fair, he hasn't really, uh, he's been open to this. I mean, you know, he had the thing after the uh, Philly Voice article where he, you know, talked to media then. So, I, you know, I don't know how much of it is him, how much of it is um, the Eagles telling him what to talk. But uh, I haven't sensed that he's been someone to kind of shy away from uh, getting behind the mic and answering questions. I mean, he doesn't, he's not someone who needs coaching, you know, like he knows how to get up there oh. and not say a lot and uh, answer questions. Uh, do you disagree with that? No, no, I totally agree. He's very yeah. good at that stuff. I was just saying you've got a you've got a one week old and you're taking yeah. taking an hour out of your time to talk to uh, you know a bunch of guys with weird wallpaper in their background. Well, yeah, the kid's sleeping what sixteen hours sixteen hours a That's day at that right. point, right? Yeah. yeah, he has the rest of his life with the kid. So. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well, uh, you know, maybe Carson Wentz is getting into that uh, that bulletproof co- proof coffee that uh, Zach wrote about last year, you know, slinging uh, PR for that company. But if you want to kick the co- coffee habit, but you're worried about your energy levels, there's a way to avoid the morning sluggishness and that midday slump. All you need to do is make sure that you're hydrated. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet. For a 30-day supply, you can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BIRDS at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BIRDS for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code BIRDS. Uh, so anything else from Carson Wentz? I think that was, that was about it. Pretty tidy, uh, tidy wrap-up. Not much, not much uh, to talk about. I thought the one, uh, one thing was he was talking about the hit and the concussion, and he was, I don't know what he's heard or read, but he was like, I know there's been some talk about whether I actually had a concussion. I can confirm that I did. Was he coming under heat oh, for right. like taking himself out of the game? I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, I think that's stupid. You guys would probably think that would be stupid to uh, criticize him, but you know, he he took himself out of the game because he wasn't feeling right, and he was right about you know that, and did have a concussion. So I don't know if there were some uh, concussion uncles, um, you know, questioning that move. But that my ears perked up a little bit when he when he said that. Yeah, he essentially confirmed that he had a concussion. Yeah. Because yeah, so which which we knew, but Yeah, I didn't know, know that there was any now. question yeah, about that. So that's I. why I was yeah. kind of confused. I, I guess oh. it was because he hasn't discussed it specifically. So he, okay. he wanted to so uh okay, let's uh, let's move the conversation along, I guess. And uh the the question that was posed to me by uh by Joe Gilio on the radio yesterday was flex nice flex yeah that is a flex look at that <laughs> well, is it is it weird if i just wouldn't it have been weird if i just said that was listen, posed to me as if like listen, i'm in this uh, i'm in i'm in no, that, it's and, yeah. and the casey's been, asking me an eagles question that's just I'm the three flex. of us in the house all day I'm pro- um, you, you haven't had phone conversations with with people during the past few weeks where they've asked you this question no not this question 
Okay. Uh, the question was, uh, you know, if you look at the state of the roster currently, what is the one position, if you could only name one position, where you would think that the Eagles uh, could still use an upgrade or are expecting them to potentially add somebody? You see, that wasn't the question I was expecting. I thought the question was, are, are they better than <laughs> last year? So, okay. Uh, but actually, I was I was uh, texting with, with uh, I was texting with Elliot Shore Parks today about this very. Topic. Oh so, wow! Yeah, Another fl- so, what? Jeez, yeah. you guys can't even fit in those t-shirts right Jeez, now. Jeez, you're My flexing. With, you're, you're texting with guys in the middle of the Zoom call and laughing about it, having the time of your life. You're texting with Elliot Shore Parks. Jeez. Well, well, no, because he uh, he was on on radio discussing this. So I I uh, oh, so we, we, what, he was looking for the answers. He was trying if to he, cheat off. No, the test? I I I had a position that I th- I, I thought should be included. If I have a question. Okay. If if there were like a student council president type vote among Eagles beat writers, Bo, would any, could would anybody be able to beat Zach in that type of election? No, of course not. He's already been. He's already no? won this this actual vote. He, well, he's no, the, no, he's the, that, the no. media representative. No, that's not winning the vote. That's uh, I mean that uh, that's because we knew you know you know he would do a good job. Other people don't want to do that. But let's say it's just like. Uh, well, yeah, I don't really know what the student council president who would be. All right, who would be his yeah. greatest? Competition? It's the same thing because you're choosing someone who you don't who who, who wants to do the work. Yeah. that no one else <laughs> wants to do. <laughs> all right, let's let's get to the question here. It's, um, like, it's like a one to one comparison. Yeah. I feel like who would be who do you think would be his stiffest competition if they wanted if they wanted to do the work. If they want it, if they want it, like just a straight popularity contest, is that what you're basically asking? Just think of it in student council president terms. Um, I feel like I feel like uh, Jimmy could make a Jimmy would want to run the like run for the office, but not actually want it. He would just want to go through uh, the motions of like giving a campaign speech, give a good Uh, speech, yeah. But then he'd like tank it at the end just because uh, he doesn't actually want the job. And then I feel like I feel like if if T Mac if he wanted the job, he could he could potentially give Zach a run. I think those are the two. Yeah, those are the two that came to mind who I think could at least compete. But all right, Zach, go ahead. You're very uncomfortable. So get to the <laughs> So So I wanna hear uh, your I wanna hear your attack ad on both of them. <laughs> so I think defensive end is a position that I don't think the Eagles are are, are good enough at right now. Um, that the way their depth chart is, is, is constructed, uh, Josh Sweat is your number three defensive end behind, uh, two guys who've, who've, who've never had a double digit sack season. And they don't really have a number four defensive end. You're counting on Jannard Avery or Sharif Miller. Um, the possibility, the, the possibility of, of Malik Jackson, uh, bouncing outside, um, which is not something that that kind of best utilizes his skill set. Uh, so this is a position that is is purportedly an, an organizational priority, uh, but they haven't touched it this offseason. And, and and last year they spent a fourth round pick on Sharif Miller, and they they uh, and they signed Vinnie Curry um, after after letting Chris Long go. Uh, so really, it's it's two years without doing heavy lifting. At the position, and I, I, I think that is uh, that's apparent on the on the on the depth chart. So I, th- I think if there's a big shoe to drop, uh, D end is where I would do it. Interesting. Sure. I, so I'm in the middle of a 
monstrous deep dive on the Eagles for a piece I'm working on uh, for for next week, just sort of looking at a bunch of things in great detail from the 2019 team. Looking we'll at the, the, we'll be we'll be the judge of how great the detail is. I didn't. I never said it was great. You, well, you said you're looking into great detail. Uh, but one one thing I came away with was I I feel like if there's a area of the team that can make a nice leap from what it was last year, I almost feel like it's the defensive line. Uh, Fletcher Cox, I think, was way below what you would expect his performance to be last year. Now, if he's in the decline phase or whatever, then fine. Uh, you know, maybe he would repeat that. But I would expect him to be much better than he was last year. You added Javon Hargrave. You're getting Malik Jackson back from injury. He played one game. Uh, Derek Barnett is a player. I think you can continue to, you know, think the arrow is up with him. And I think, you know, I kind of feel like Josh Sweat is fine as a, as a third uh, defensive end. You know, I was Zach was obviously much higher on Josh Sweat than mm. we were going into last season. But I thought the way he played, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Are you going to do, uh, like, if you're looking for that sweet spot where it's a guy who's better than Josh Sweat, but it's not going to be a starter over Barnett or Graham, like that, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's, uh, you know, uh, many options out there uh, for you in that respect. So I would actually answer the question with uh, offensive tackle depth. And I know this will lead to probably mm. our next question. But right now you have, um, you know, Andre Dillard at left tackle, Lane Johnson at right tackle. And who's coming in and starting games if one of those guys goes down? I think the answer right now is probably Matt Pryor. And that's you're right that that's not a great answer. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that would be an area where, uh, you know, and we'll, again, we'll get into the Jason sure. Peters conversation, but, uh, you know, I, that, that would kind of be on, on my short list of places they, they could still address. Well, we can get into the Peters conversation, but I will say that my answer was the same as Zach's. I do think that, uh, that defensive end is still not necessarily good enough for them. I think that they do need to find, uh, or they would be well served to find somebody uh, who can be above Josh Sweat in that rotation, especially because, I mean, we've talked like Brandon Graham was the best player on the defense last year. You can't really expect that again. Uh, he's he's getting up there in age. I think they I think they could really use uh, another defensive end. And there are guys out there. I mean, it's they're obviously not going to sign Clowney, but he does he like for a one year deal. He would be perfect um, or Everson Griffin. But um and it's also a place where we've seen them have success with, and they're set up for success with these guys who can play limited snaps but still make make a high impact. Uh, so that would be my answer. And, and 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 by the way, I agreed with Shield's sentiment about defensive tackle. I think that's a position that they're going to get a lot more production. Well, it certainly than they better did last be, year. They, they certainly must. Yeah. I mean, they better get more um, production. I was referring specifically to, uh, to the edge rushers, and and I I do believe Josh Sweat um, is a good player. Uh, but he's the only one in that group that that in in that depth group that I think uh, has has shown starter qualities, and I think they need two guys back there who have starter type qualities just because they rely on a four man rotation, and you can't count on on these guys staying healthy. You know, I I, I don't think uh, well. Uh, Brandon Graham's been fairly durable over the past few years, even though he had the offseason injury or the offseason surgery a year ago. Uh, but but Barnett's been banged up, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think more quality depth is important at that position. 
Now yeah, the I two, that, I, I think that's right. You probably you do need a third or fourth defensive end, but I just like yeah, like Clowney. You know, that's a totally different conversation. Um, you know, some of the other guys you mentioned, I, I don't know who would fit in sort of that third or fourth defensive end uh, category. You might have to get a little creative, but yeah, you are right that they could at least use one more um, body in there. Now before and, we and now both, do you say no to Clowney because of the Wentz hit? Like, is is that why it's off limits, or is it just because of the salary and and well, and I think I think that. that like the Eagles have had an opportunity to add Clowney for a very reasonable price before and actively chosen not to do it. So I think for whatever reason, we know that they are not interested. Okay, is that fair to say? Um, I mean, they they certainly didn't pay the price last off season, so yeah, which was a very small price. Here um, are the here are the edge guys on my uh, free agency list. Uh, give it to us. You've got uh, well, Michael Bennett can play either inside or outside. Yeah. I don't think they're bringing him, yeah. him back. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Golden from the Giants had twelve and a half sacks last year. Not crazy. Uh, that wouldn't be a crazy movie. Yeah, now I watched his uh, film. It was not. He did not play up to that uh, sort of sack total. He's kind of a tryhard effort. You know, rush. Uh, you know, upfield, and then the quarterback steps up and starts running, and you sack him type uh, guy. But still, he. You know, he's he had another uh, double digit sack season with the uh, with the Cardinals. I believe, I'm sorry, he had 12 and a half sacks in 2016, 10 sacks last year. So the guy's had two double-digit sack seasons, has been productive, is probably going to have to settle for a one-year deal. So maybe that's a name to uh, keep an eye on. Clay Matthews, that Bose boy, is uh, out there still, I believe. I don't How think is he's, he my boy? I don't like know. Even seemed, joking, he, he, he seems like someone you would like crush if if the Eagles oh. were playing a team <laughs> who had Clay Matthews. You would just like say people only think only think he's good because he's a white guy with long hair or something. I feel like that with, does sound uh, like something. I would uh, say. Yeah, I don't know if that's been a take of yours. It certainly could be a take of yours. Uh, you mentioned Everson Griffin. Yeah, that's, uh, that's for, certainly fair. Thirty-two years old, eight sacks, twenty-four quarterback hits last year, and then Jadeveon Clowney. So those are the uh, edge rushers on my still available. But we're talking about like you know, there's a still a good chance they bring back Vinnie Curry, right? So you know, yes. would you rather have Marcus Golden or Vinnie Curry? Right? Give me the give me the upside swing. Um, I, I also think it's interesting that uh, we none of us even mentioned linebacker or cornerback. Um, I would guess that linebacker it's just because we all sort of presume that it's not an organizational priority, but you're still talking about. Nate Gary and I don't know, like TJ Edwards as the nickel linebackers. Yes, I um, was wondering about. Yeah, I was going to text you guys that question for the piece I'm writing. They, they play a game tomorrow and they're in nickel. Who's on the field with Nate Gary? You think it's TJ Edwards? Yeah, TJ. I thought he really. I, I thought maybe I thought he was viewed it, solely as a uh, two down thumper. A base. Yeah, I mean maybe it's Duke Riley. Maybe it's Davion Taylor. Um, Jatavis Brown. Or, yeah, or maybe, maybe they're just Chetavis playing Brown, heavy dime. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. playing a heavy dime. Well, I think they certainly will be. Yeah, and, um, and and you bring Will Parks into the box, right? Um, and the but, other thing I was going to say is just that we haven't, you know, we didn't even talk about the other outside cornerback spot. Like, are are we or they just happy with it being Avante Maddox? Uh, and there Sydney are Jones. guys, there are guys there. Okay, you got to keep bringing up Sidney Jones. That's I love it. It's one of the one of the nicest things <laughs> about you. Uh, but like, you know, would would you rather sign Logan Ryan? But Again, he's not a guy who's necessarily best served on the outside. But interesting, at least that we didn't. Neither of us, none of us, mentioned those two positions. Well, yeah, I was going through the projected starters, and it, and I did it in a, in nickel, and I had a hard time coming up with the two linebackers. I actually think I put you, Davis Brown, uh, in there. Uh, you know, noting that there could be uh, obviously competition, and then uh, yeah, there are a lot of. 
moving parts in the secondary. I mean, I I had Avante Maddox uh, at the left corner, and I had uh, Nikel Roby Coleman in the slot, and I had Jalen Mills at safety. But certainly, it could be Jalen Mills at left corner. Um, but then I don't. Where does that leave Avante Maddox, a guy who they really like because he's not going to be playing uh, first team slot? And you know, we joke with Zach about Sidney Jones, but uh, I don't think it's going to be him. But you know, certainly if you're looking at like three guys who it could be, he's one of the three guys uh, yeah. there. By the way, I heard Howie Roseman in one of his. Uh, I can't remember which interview it was. He named both Darius Slay. And Nikel, he said Darius Slay is a top five corner in this league, and Nikel mm-hmm. Roby Coleman is a top five slot corner in this slot. league. Yep. Is it so Nikel you, or Nickel? It's not just Nickel. I mean, I don't know. Okay. No, I just thought no, it was a captain. Yeah, I think it's Nickel. I think yeah. Uh, Sorry to disappoint you, but uh, I thought uh, that was pretty. Uh, all right, you're giving lofty expectations for these guys to your boy Jim Schwartz. There, I mean, top yeah, five. I, I, I can I, I can name five better cornerbacks than Darius Slay without uh, thinking mm-hmm. twice. Probably. Let's see it. Name that loon. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, uh, Tre'Davious White. That's for uh, sure. Bu- um, I guess you you could say Byron Jones, right? I mean, I, I guess he's probably in that category. Uh, some could argue Jair Alexander. If you want to mm-hmm. go by j- just by last year, certainly Richard Sherman uh, was better than him last year. I guess I'm not doing a great job doing Jalen Ramsey. I think he would. Oh yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, so I missed Jalen uh, Ramsey. There was that. Was that four? Was that five? That was six. That was six. That was a that was a pretty bad job by me. But uh, no, that anyway. was good. I thought. Okay. All right. You, you do that easily. That's fair. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, and I like. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure that Roby Coleman is. Definitely better than Cravon LeBlanc, as uh, as Coach Flynn has been texting us. So, well, they're telling They've us got that options, he, at least. He, they're telling us that it's Roby oh, yeah. Coleman. I yes. Mean, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. so, anyway, uh, why don't we talk about why don't we talk about offensive tackle because it is sort of the uh, the Jason Peters sized elephant in the offseason room. Uh, he remains unsigned. There's... Well, before we do that, though, should we? Uh, oh, we should. Uh, should we hear from our sponsors? Um, and unfortunately, uh, uh, we did not get samples uh, from this company. But nonetheless, oh. um, that was a joke as I as I pull it up buying time here. Um, if you were to it's guess, it's always good when you can tell us it was a joke. <laughs> if you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor? What would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around twenty nine days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. With Roman, they make it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, uh, the pharmacy at Roman can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash Birds, that's B-I-R-D-S, 
for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash birds for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Marshawn Lattimore is one that I uh, that I missed. Oh, good I think one. Most people would agree. And then you could probably throw like a Marcus Peters and a Marlon Humphrey, at least uh, in that conversation, I think. Maybe he's viewing top five as like, um, you know, like a, uh, a high school person would talk about like they've got eight best friends or something like that. Like he's he's a top five corner in level, but not actually a top five corner. He's he's uh, in the top five among the top five corners he's acquired during his. Uh, I would agree. <laughs> I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, him and Roby <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, what were we talking about, Jason Peters? Yes. You you know tell us tell us uh, if Jason Peters gets you as excited as you know popping some Roman. Well, what was the report? Was this uh, Zach? You're, you're always on top of these things. Derek Gunn had some kind of report, right, about Jason Peters. Yes, that's or- uh, that's correct. Uh, Derek Gunn says that um, that the Eagle that Peters wants to come back, and that the Eagles want Peters back. I, I believe he said it's a matter of time or. Uh, something of that. He 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 said the Eagles want Jason Peters here, uh, and and so that's yeah, that's essentially the report, huh? But he said Peters is not coming back as a backup, which uh, which I, I think we can believe is is uh, fairly obvious. And but but he said I, I just pulled it up. It's only a matter of time before they get something done. Wow. Derek Gunn, of course. From NBC Sports Philadelphia. That's interesting. I mean, what do you make of that, if it's true? I just, like... I mean, that's an indictment on Andre Dillard, if that happens. Of course it is. It's an indictment on the entire organization, if they do that. Well, that's the thing. So here's, I mean, my take would be, you know, if you... Like, if that move is made, uh, I will probably not crush them for making the move, because... If they are so I think that's down, that's the right distinction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if they are so down on Andre Dillard and everything they've seen out of him, and uh, you know, you can make the argument that he's getting no off season here, and you know, it seems like somebody who they sort of really need to work with closely to get him uh, up to speed. So if that's where they're at, then all right, fine, go ahead and you know, uh, add Jason Peters. But then taking a, a step back and looking at it from a big picture perspective, that you traded up for a guy. Uh, you gave up uh, an additional pick to get Andre Dillard, and this is somebody who is not a starter for you in the first two years, and you could have sat tight and taken somebody like Marquise Hollywood-Brown, which would have fixed so many issues for you uh, over the two-year span here, or, or taking another wide receiver there, that, man, you have to crush them uh, for that, certainly. So, yeah, it, it's kind of different An in the two guy. ways to look at it. An old guy. What an old guy. Who? Me? Andre Andre Dillard. They traded up to you take a I'm guy t- who's, who's turning who turned twenty four as a rookie. Like t- if he I'll can't be you- ready now, what are they doing? <laughs> Sorry, I had to get this. I'll tell you what I'm sick of being an old guy. Okay. Uh, myself is that I feel like there should be some kind of trade off where like you know stuff starts happening to you where like you know you twist the wrong way and like you get this pinch in your back that you can't uh, shake for 48 hours. Like, all right, I understand that's part of getting old. But, like, why am I still getting pimples on my face? Like, mm. when does, the, does this does this not end? Am I going to be 65, uh, go, you know, God willing, and still get, like, looking in the mirror being like, oh, my God. Is it uh, just me? 
Do you guys? I think that's still a good complaint. Get, I think that's. Do you a good get? Complaint. I mean, there should be some kind of trade off, right? There are certainly fewer and f- and farther between, but they do still come. But there they still be, pop should, up. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. You know what's yeah. getting me is is you know we can't. I'm trying to avoid touching my face as much as possible, but as the like. You know, the nose hairs come in. It, it makes mm. the nose m- so much itchier. And it's, it's you know, what am, what am I going to do here? I don't want to be, I don't want to be digging into my nose, but it's, it's very, uh, it's very annoying. Like I have memories of being a kid looking at my dad being like, God, that's weird. Look at that nose hair up there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and as you would say, Bo, here we are. Yeah, here we are. What about the what about the ear hair? You get you getting that ear hair? You get, you get a little bit. Yeah, I mean, really, there's no uh, escaping any of it. It's mm. not do you great. A, do you have a trimmer for those bad boys? Oh yeah, I think I have a Neralco. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's something I need to look into. What about you, oh. Zach? Well, they sent you a uh, manscaping trimmer, mm. so you can you can yeah. apply that. Oh yeah, right? maybe well, I'll, yeah. well, you don't want to mix. Uh, listen, you, you want to yeah, use that for what uh, it's meant to be. Business yeah. and pleasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Use that for what it's. It does a great job as what it's supposed to be used for. But you know, don't, don't you don't want to experiment with that. Bad maybe the, maybe yeah. what I could do is use it for its first use for that purpose, and then never again. And then I think you, you could you, do you that. You can yeah. go you can go top down, but you don't want to be going <laughs> down up. It's like a like a peck nest migrate. That would be <laughs> Exactly. All uh, right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I had to interrupt you seven times to get that great taken. But uh, yeah, back to Jason <laughs> Peters. Was the though. best two it, minutes of the podcast so far. <laughs> and and speaking about an old guy, uh, bringing him back would also go and against. Speaking about a a beautifully trimmed area. I mean, his beard is as be- as good as it gets. Okay. <laughs> it it would go against all the organizational messaging. And I I don't want to use the term hypocritical, but it would it would like to to move on from Malcolm Jenkins by saying that uh, that uh, you know it's better to get out a, a year too soon than a year too late, so to speak, or you know that um, that you you need to be conscious of this and and uh, and they really had no backup plan there. Their backup plan was moving their cornerback over to safety. Uh, position he hasn't played in the NFL, save for well, one game against New England last year, uh, and and that that game against New England, by the way, is going to become like this version of the Allen Barber game that when when he played a, a, a few snaps for uh, uh, in against Green Bay, you no know, against Green Bay, uh, and and then Chip Kelly kept mentioning that game, like he he showed you oh, against yeah. Green Bay what he can do, yeah, um, it, but uh, but. You 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 have this this succession plan in place. Jason Peters, who uh, I mean, a Hall of Fame type player, but uh, ne- uh, obviously near the end of his career and has endured injuries. Um, like to 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 move on from Malcolm Jenkins uh, because of age and bring back um, and and bring and bring back Jason Peters just just wouldn't really make sense in in terms of your organizational messaging, in my opinion. And listen, I, I, like there, there's something to be said for recognizing a sunk cost if that's what they think it is, and it's an obviously it's an important position. It, it's more important than safety. Like it's we're talking about protecting the quarterback, and if they really believe that Andre Dillard is not capable of doing that at a functional level next season, then yeah, they probably should sign Jason Peters. But uh, it, it, it's but, like nothing has changed. In terms of That's the, the, stru- the yes. structure, like 
these are the same people who made the original decision. So uh, they certainly like would deserve to get raked over the coals in in retrospect, at least, if that is uh, the course of action that they think is necessary. No, let me just interject here because I agree. And, and and when I brought up the thing with with Malcolm, it's it's because you've already made that decision to go to Andre Dillard. Like if if you had these concerns about Andre Dillard in March, then you keep Jason Peters. Then uh, yeah. you 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 pay him what it takes to have security at left tackle, and and you sell it by saying he's Jason Peters. He decides when he walks away. You know, it's 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 a much easier sell. Nothing has happened football wise between the time they let Jason Peters go to the free agent market and now. I think that's fair. I mean, I I, I guess perhaps the only difference would be the potential price tag if Jason Peters thought he could get more money on the open market. But if if that's the case, if this was a matter of dollars and cents in, in at 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 left tackle, then. Uh, how much do you really value the position? You know, if 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 you think Jason Peters is the better player, uh, or if you think Jason Peters is the better plan, then you should have paid Jason Peters in March. You don't pay. You you don't try to get the discount now, so to speak. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's an excellent point. Uh, absolutely, you're right. I mean, if they if they were so down on Dillard, uh, you know, uh, two months ago or whatever it is, it is now, then they should have just brought Peters back and said, "All right, we screwed that up, or you know, we'll keep him on the roster. Maybe he'll his confidence will grow this year, and we'll have something in year three, and we can salvage something." I mean, I guess the only thing I would say is that. Uh, if they think that this missing, you know, the, the, the pandemic and not having, uh, you know, time to work with Dillard is a huge thing that they didn't know about in at the end of February, the first week of March. It wasn't as dire. I don't know what date they sent out that press release on Jason Peters. I think that's uh, not I think that's nonsense, but I could see them kind of spinning it that way that, hey, you know, we, we uh, just wanted to be safe here. We have an expensive quarterback to protect. Uh, we didn't know this was going to be the case with the offseason when we uh, made the initial decision. Uh, we kept in touch with Jason. You know, he didn't he, he wanted to come back. So I think that's also a little bit of a difference with him and Malcolm Jenkins is that, you know, Peters is not going to be expensive to bring back you know it would be a one-year deal for not a lot of money you would think and it certainly sounds like peters is you know his first option or his first choice would be to come back whereas with jenkins it was uh you know i'm, I'm threatening to hold out if i don't get uh if i don't get something done with my contract but uh man it would uh yeah it, it would not be great for the organization for sure it the places i guess the Chargers are kind of the team hanging out there. Uh, you know, I think the Broncos, maybe they could make sense for Peters, but uh, the Chargers just have this big need at left tackle and they have been willing to uh, sign older players. And it seems like they expect to be competitive next year. And so, um, you know, I'm kind of curious as to why that has not been a fit. Uh, one thing that I want to say is the, like, if if we view the Andre Dillard selection as uh, a failure because they didn't do enough due diligence. Like, I feel like we can talk about the Jalen Hurts thing, at least bring it up, because I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, it's not like the Carson Wentz pick where they did all this due diligence. It's not even like Clayton Thorson where they had the quarterback's coach go out and work him out. Like, Press Taylor went to the Oklahoma Pro Day, and that was it. Now, it's also fair to say that like Jalen Hurts is as known a commodity maybe as anybody uh, in college football. He was on you know two high-profile programs. They all watched him on TV. But uh, 
Uh, it's not like they did the same level of due diligence that they did for uh, drafting quarterbacks in Carson Wentz and Clayton Thorson. Maybe they don't know this guy as well as they think they do. And it's like a similar thing to Andre Dillard where uh, this guy that they had rated and didn't do a ton of research on fell to where they thought the value was right and they and they pulled the trigger. I don't know. I, I think a great there, point. I, think, I, 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 think I agree 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also think that if 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 they do bring back Peters and they use this excuse of uh, the the different offseason because of the pandemic, um, then my follow up to that is then why is your plan to improve wide receiver a rookie who's 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 never played in the NFL? Like and and, and that's essentially it. Uh, and why is your plan at at safety a guy who's who's never played in that position before? And and like you can go on down the list, like yeah. at at, at linebacker like where you're unproven. Um, you, you know you you can't say uh, a Dillard hasn't had time to practice with the ones, but then leave yourself exposed in all these other areas. That, that just doesn't add up to me. Hundred percent. I think that's a great point. The only thing they could say is that they already made those decisions and there aren't easy answers to fix those decisions at this point. But, I mean, free agency was during the pandemic, right? They could have, they could have yeah, signed a receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, that doesn't fly. Yeah, yeah, we knew what I mean. Yeah, we knew what was happening at that time. Yeah. Speaking about wide receiver, I, I have a question for you guys here. Um, and I, I, I know this isn't something we discussed ahead of time. Uh, but wow, uh, Zach going off script here. Ooh, I like at, it at, at the one hour, eight minute mark. Okay. What fans don't know is that the entire show is completely scripted. Everything we do is, <laughs> no, is the, it's the opposite of curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm reading from a script right now because I knew this was going to happen. Uh, uh, no, so uh, on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, um, uh, Dave Spadaro I wrote about the wide receivers and uh, was really talking up Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, and he, he was basically saying that, that Alshon is an important piece of the offensive puzzle in 2020. Now, you know, obviously the, they're, they're not, they're not going to write on the team website. Uh, he's, he's fallen out of favor and, you know, we're, we're looking to uh, move on from him, but there are ways you can write around it other than that. So either the Eagles are steadfast on creating this impression because they they want to make a trade, that would kind of be the the cynics' outlook on it. Um, or if if you're taking it literally, uh, they're planning to have Alshon Jeffrey as a part of this wide receiver core in 2020. Yeah, so I, saw the the, I saw do, that. I saw that. Do you guys buy that? No, yeah, do you guys ahead. buy that? Well, yeah, I saw it that uh, that uh, got kind of spread around and aggregated and stuff. It looked like um, I don't know. I mean, I was. I was looking at it. it. Really, it could be what you uh, just mentioned a second ago, Zach, where if, if they are like, all right, we're not sure what we um, are going to get with Jill and Rager here, or they just say they want insurance. I mean, remember, they are not getting financial cap relief by getting rid of yep. Alshon Jeffrey. So unless you think he's a problem, which that could be the case, and you just want to say, all right, we want to get rid of him, uh, you know, we don't want him in our building anymore – then you do just keep him and he starts the season on PUP and you see where you are in the middle of the season uh, and whether you need him or not. So 
Um, I don't know. I, I've gone back and forth on this like a million times over the last three months. I mean, at first I was making the case that they should keep him. Then I thought, wait a minute, there's no way they're going to do this. They just want a fresh start. He's gone. And now I'm probably back into maybe they are just going to keep him. Yeah. I think I sort of lean that way too. When you just look at the like the body types at receiver and like I, I maybe this is overstated a little bit, but you know, the thing Carson Wentz said about having diversity in the receiver group I think is probably fair. They need at least one guy who uh, is not just short and fast. That was and, my question, Bo. I was on the conference call. Yeah, that's right. That was a good that was a good question, I thought. Uh if if JJ Ortega Whiteside is a complete nothing, which is at least likely at this point, based on like a historically unproductive rookie season, then there is nobody else on the roster who can who who can fill that role. I mean, after him, it's it's Deshaun and Jalen Rager and Marquise Goodwin and Greg Ward and John Hightower and uh, Quez Watkins and whoever else. Uh, there's nobody. There's nobody else who who fits that body type. And so it doesn't. It, you know, assuming that they can't get anything for him, it doesn't really hurt them to have. Alshon Jeffrey start the year on PUP and see what he's like midseason. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if uh, earlier in the season, earlier in the offseason, I would have thought it was uh, very unlikely. Now I think they'll just wait and see. And at the same time, like it's unlikely he's going to be effective if he can't even get back on the field. He's old and coming off of Liz Frank. It's not. Uh, it's not a good bet to make. You want a uh, you want a JJ Ortega Whiteside stat here. Bo? I mean, if Bo doesn't say yes, I'm not doing. Sure, it. I'm no, trying to guess. No, is it going to be? Is it going to be the targets per uh, route run thing? Oh, I don't know. Is that a thing? Has this been out there? I think we just we we've talked about it. It was like uh, historically low, right? But I, I want to hear. I want to hear what you've got. Well, so if you you know, this is a hint of what you'll get uh, in a, in a piece next week, and from mm, all of us at the, at the Athletic, you can of course sign up theathletic.com/slash/birds with friends. We continue to see people using that promo code. We appreciate it. You get forty percent off, uh, and you can do the ninety day free trial. But uh, so my th- this is a, do you like a yards per route run? Do you like that stat or no? Yeah, I do. Because it kind of mixes in not only what happens when you're targeted, but also kind of how often does the quarterback trust to sort of uh, throw you the ball. So, and I uh, think it's important for Arthega Whiteside because you could you could look at his stats just off you know his Pro Football Reference page and say, oh well, like he didn't play that much. That must happen a lot for rookies, but that's not the case. He played a lot. So yes. go ahead. So there were 111 uh, wide receivers who uh, ran at least 200 routes last year. That that's what I put in as the minimum uh, where do you think he ranked in yards per route run i think i think i looked at the same thing at some point and i think it was 110th out of 111 zach you got a guess I'll go 109th out of 111. Oh, Zach comes mm. back after losing the game early on. He, co- he comes back and he nails it. Wow. 109th out of 111. These are only wide receivers in yards per route run. Matt Collins, by the way, was 108th. So nice job by them. Just right. throwing him out exactly. there. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but he, and- he aligns right and he assigns right. He aligns right and he assigns right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, well, who were the two know, guys I- below him? Do you have that? Uh, yeah, Christian Blake and Andre Patton. Never heard of either of them. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, he looked, uh, you know, he did not look uh, spry, certainly last year. But I think if you're thinking, like, can we get somebody who can give us, like, competent wide receiver play? It might be below average, but it's not going to be a complete disaster. Absolutely. You know, in, in this one stat, he ranked uh, 41st. 
So yeah, the, he you, had know. A, you know he, he he was not good most of the year, but he had a very good Dolphins game, like right. his last full game. I don't yeah. know. So you you could Andre Patton's a Martin talk. Frank. Yeah, Andre Patton's a Martin Frank favorite, Bo. Oh, a Delaware uh, native. Uh, yeah, Delaware native. That's fun. Uh, speaking of teases, I uh, should I tell you the Javon Curse story? Well, yeah. Let's. Can we end it with that? Because I would like to leave. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, okay. Javon Curse. I don't know. I'm not going to say who uh, relayed this story, but when he was on the Eagles, there's a thing about how he uh, he would go. Uh, You're not going to get fired with this, right? No, I'm not going to say the actual okay. thing. But he would he would drink uh, pineapple juice, and somebody said like, "Oh, what's the pineapple juice?" And he said, "Hmm, makes your something taste good." All right, the, anything? The uh, yeah. Yeah, one last thing here that, that I would like to say. Uh, unrelated to pineapple juice. Um, should, I, should, should we not uh, leave that in? Should I take that out? <laughs> uh, a loyal listener, Adam, uh, down in Baltimore. It's his birthday this month, and uh, your very nice wife, Rachel, reached out and wanted to surprise you. Uh, I with, hope it's not uh, the same Rachel. <laughs> what was uh Bo's wife's name yes yes yeah no i i I know that it's not (laughs) the same um i want to surprise you with a uh happy birthday shout out and uh i i know that that you were down there with your five-month-old and your sis and and your sister-in-law and uh we appreciate you you listening and we hope you have a wonderful birthday and uh happy birthday and, and, and and your wife's very considerate to reach out so Thank her. Happy birthday, Adam. Thank you Happy for birthday, listening. Happy birthday, Adam. And, uh, Who, yeah. Who's your guy's favorite Adam? Uh, this guy. Loyal, <laughs> lo, lo, yes. loyal, loyal listener. Great wife. I mean, the wife, or his wife takes the time to email about a birthday shout-out. I don't know how you could yeah. beat this, Adam. Yeah, I used to I live in Baltimore. I like a Baltimore. He's a great dad. He's got a five-month-old. I mean, I don't know who you're going to say, but I'm taking this guy. I, I think I'd fill out my my Mount Rushmore of Adams with this guy, uh, maybe Adam Sandler, Adam Bomb, and um, but uh, Adam Scott. I thought you were going to say an Adam Scott. Oh, Adam Scott. That yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Both Zach Ertz was a big Adam Morrison guy growing up. Were you an Adam Morrison guy? No, uh, I was. I, I disliked Adam Morrison. Really? Oh, in college, yeah. I thought I thought he was fantastic to watch. I uh, disliked him. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll All see right, you guys you later. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Thursday night we have the we have the uh, the schedule. That's right. We're yeah. What an exercise in futility this is going to be. Oh, examining God. something that has no chance of being fulfilled, but uh, no yeah, chance really. We'll do, do you it. think no chance? I think uh, yeah, five percent chance. Five per- really? A Zach, full seventeen game that? schedule? No way. Okay. Well, All sixteen right. games, but yeah. Um, Oh, and that starts, uh, 17 uh, starts next year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You underestimate but, the 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 greed of the uh, mm. the greed power and of these owners. Well, no, I didn't say uh, I didn't say that there was no chance of these sixteen games. I meant the, as it's going to be announced. It's like I think it's very likely that it'll be uh, something where it's sixteen games, but like September moves to February or something like that, and they, really okay. they flip it that way. Huh. Well, it gives us something to discuss on Thursday night. Yeah, what are you going to yeah. do with all your time in September, October, November? <laughs> this this podcast is really going to be great during those months. Yeah, I'm, we're I'm probably going to we're going to invite Adam fi- on for a full hour long episode. <laughs> I feel like five percent is low, though. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't I, know. I I'm not an expert, low. but that feels low to me. Given well, uh, I'm more pessimistic yeah. than most, I guess. Well.
Yeah. I know that's right. Well, that's for sure. We'll pick it up uh, on Thursday. We'll pick it up on Thursday. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday to talk about uh, the schedule. And that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Happy Cinco de Mayo for Sheil and Zach. I'm Bo, and as always, Cinco will always love you. Birds with friends.